Welcome back to the Redefining Anger podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Roy, a self-motivated force turned recovering perfectionist. After experiencing the traumatic and sudden loss of my father, turning to anger as a form of protection while living in a state of survival, and facing the wake-up call that I needed nearly two years later, I found community and began a journey of growth and deep internal healing. I'm on a mission to normalize feeling. I believe that getting quiet with yourself and really feeling what needs to be felt is the key to building a relationship of trust and self-respect with yourself. I created this space to vulnerably share my journey with you, how I'm learning to navigate life after loss, and how feeling alive and abundant is still possible. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, and my hope is that my story can empower you to navigate yours. I'm so glad you're here. On today's episode, I have Angela Hillman. Angela and I are both mentors inside of the same coaching community. And although we connected for a number of different reasons, one of the big things that we have in common is um, that we are working through processing the grief from losing our fathers. Angela is a mom of three, a registered nurse of 17 years, now a registered massage therapist working with her husband, who defines herself as a perfectly imperfect dreamer. Her motto is, how good can it get? She changed careers about seven years ago and genuinely enjoys helping clients create a better them through massage therapy. She is passionate about sharing with her clients all about women's health and women's hormones. In this episode, Angela openly shares how she recently discovered that trauma from her childhood has shied her away from any form of vulnerability, ultimately resorting to anger as a form of protection. Now on her healing journey and leaning into vulnerability, she courageously shares her story of grief and how it has taken her 13 years to process the passing of her father. Hello, Angela. Welcome to Redefining Anger. It is so good to have you here today. Angela and I, just for all of you to know, we are from the same coaching community. Gosh, I think we entered the community right around the same time. It was a, for me, it was a year ago in February. Is that? Uh, It was April. Yeah. It was April. April. So it wasn't not too far uh, of a difference there. And we are both now mentors inside the community as well. And Angela and I, um, I mean, gosh, we connected for a number of different reasons, but I think one of the things that we have in common is, um, is that we both lost our father. So we both have some grief that we're processing, um, and it looks very different, right? It feels, I'm sure it feels the same in a lot of ways, but it does look a little different. And so Angela, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to the listeners here today and talk a little bit about your story. What would you like to share with us? Oh, wow. A little bit about myself. Um, So I am a mom uh, to two beautiful girls and an older boy. Um, I have a, so I guess I'm a retired nurse. Um, I nursed for 17 years and that's actually a big piece of kind of my story, but um, I worked in long-term care. So lots of palliative work. Um, And then I decided to change careers seven years ago. Um, and I now am a registered massage therapist and work with my husband. Um, and you know what, I just love sharing 
with my clients, all things about, you know, women's health, women's hormones, um, and just helping my, my clients, you know, create a, a better, a better them, right. Through, um, massage and, and all that beautiful stuff. But, um, yeah, my story is kind of a long one or it was 13 years ago that my dad actually passed away from cancer. Um, it was three years prior to his death that he was actually diagnosed. Um, and so, um, he had, um, he, it was esophageal and stomach and they did a, um, a surgery that made it very difficult for him to, um, eat. And so for three years, um, prior to his death, he very much struggled with, um, being able to even take any food in. So it was not only just the, the, um, passing of my dad, but that progression of the disease that was really, um, you know, just, it was very difficult to watch him go through it, my mother. Um, and then um, when he did actually get um, uh, put on the palliative uh, care list, um, he did decline pretty quickly. And then um, actually the two weeks prior to him passing, um, I moved back in. So at the time I had, oh geez, I think Solon was eight or nine. Um, I moved back in and slept at home because my mom, my dad wanted to pass away at home. Um, and so I moved back in with them and spent the night. Um, and, you know, I was the one that was giving him his medication through the night and that sort of thing and helping him transfer. Um, and then ultimately, I was the one there that um, pronounced uh, him when he passed and called the funeral home um, and, and went through all of those steps. And for the longest time, um, so again, it was 13 years ago that he passed, I thought that that piece um, of the of the experience was was holding me back. I've never really felt like I've processed his passing and that grief fully because I always attributed it to the fact that, you know, I, I had to switch to caregiver role. I wasn't I wasn't the daughter grieving the loss of her dad. I was. I was the caregiver. I was giving the meds. I had to have that very clinical brain engaged. And so um, I wasn't really able to fully immerse myself in the grief of him passing. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, I've struggled very much with his, his passing. And then um, my mother has since remarried, which is a whole other podcast topic that brought up lots of things um, and triggers and emotions. And um, yeah, that could be a whole other direction to go down. But um, so, yeah, I've really been holding on to this belief that because of the role that I had to take in his passing, I wasn't really able to process um, that grief. But interestingly enough, um, so I did a theta therapy session um, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. And um, one of the things, so theta therapy, um, in a nutshell, with Carrie, um, who I um, absolutely love, um, is where um, you do muscle testing. So she intuitively um, asks you questions about whatever it is that you think you're coming in to explore and she will muscle test you to determine if your response is a yes or a no um and is this through... session done in person Angela yes. or is it this... so okay um with 
with Carrie, yes, yeah, we definitely it's in person. So um and is Carrie from our community as well? No, she's not. She's local to me. Okay. Uh, she was actually my midwife. Um, she oh, helped cool. me with yeah, she helped me with um my my last daughter, um, bringing her into the world. Very neat. Oh yeah, she's an absolute beautiful soul. The energy that that she has is just oh, it's it's inspiring to be around. Um, and um, so depend now it it does sound a little woohoo but of course for myself I'm very spiritual um I know that my dad was present spiritually in that session and so he guides the questions through Carrie she is a conduit and um she now not necessarily always somebody who's linked to the person that's having a session but for me it was very strongly my dad and um so through that process I came in because um, one of the things I've been exploring in myself is my gut reaction to most situations is anger. Mm-hmm. I get very triggered and it's, it's not, it's not pretty. And it's something that I wanted to continue to explore, um, which like Heather's community has just been amazing for so many aha moments, but I keep reverting back to this anger and I didn't know why and so I wanted to explore it and it was one of the things that I I brought up with Carrie I'm like so this is something that I want to explore in this session and so she just intuitively starts asking questions and it um, I know for myself I also struggle with remembering a lot of my childhood Um, so I know with um, trauma we can block trauma from our childhood, but we block the good and the bad. And so I struggle with having those memories, either or good or bad from my childhood. And I was wondering if something happened that has caused me to block things. And I know um, as an older individual, so like a teenager and now, um, I do have memories and a few specifically around the last few months of my dad's life that were not pretty. He was not a, he didn't handle situations well um, if he was confronted or, um, yeah, basically just he didn't, he didn't handle situations well. His gut reaction was always anger, explosive, and then he would storm storm away. Um, And I was wondering if this was something that, you know, was coming up from my childhood and why I was the same way. So through the session with Carrie, um, she started asking me about my childhood and childhood trauma. And, um, with the muscle testing, you know, your brain, your conscious brain is saying, no, no, nothing happened. But, uh, for myself, especially, um, as a body worker with massage therapy and working with people's tissues, I know that those traumas and those emotions, we hold them very strongly Mm. in our and my body was was you know telling me no lady you're lying there's something here that we need to explore and through that session and this I probably will start to cry um we I I tears are welcome here (laughs) I'll probably cry with you (laughs) I am a crier and I am embracing my emotions because they are strong but so through that's this part of processing too, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, we discovered 
that there was an instance in my childhood that I had with my dad that was a pinnacle moment um, between him and I. And it has shaped the way that I respond to any type of vulnerability, any type. So um, now it wasn't physical or anything like that, but he said some things, I said some things and, and it, it just, it stuck with me that um, I did not want to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is not a good state for me to be in. And so instead of allowing myself to feel that vulnerability and those emotions, I revert to anger because it protects me. That's right. It protects me, right? That mm-hmm. anger protects me because no, I'm going to be angry at you because if I'm angry, I don't have to feel the other. And <laughs> it's just, ha- and so through, through the session, um, one of the beautiful things that Carrie helps you is to process through that. She takes those feelings away um, or she doesn't, I'm not even really, I can't even articulate what exactly happens in the session but you feel this sense of lightness come over you the weight of all of that just it dissipates and since that session I I I feel very much less scared of that vulnerability and I'm I'm less reverting to that anger so all of these years I've held on to the belief that it was me taking on that caregiver role mm. that hasn't allowed me to process my dad passing. And and really what it actually turned out to be was I was holding on to a belief from my childhood with my dad and my dad's explosive behavior in relation to my mother and to my brother i was stopping myself from grieving because i felt like i was being um disloyal to my mom and my brother by fully accepting like this is who my dad was like and don't get me wrong he was a beautiful wonderful father um but he had this explosive side to him that um i for whatever reason, wasn't allowing myself to grieve the loss of him because I felt disloyal to my mom and my brother. Were you kind of instinctively trying to protect your mother and your brother, protect them, or I guess in a way, maybe you felt as though grieving your father would, um, because of his relationship, your father's relationship with your mother and your brother, you kind of felt like it would be like an injustice to grieve your father. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it just, that never even entered into my mind until, until going through this process with uh, Carrie and yeah, just like the layers there are to grief. It's just, it's mind blowing, you know, like, like I literally layers. I held on to that. Well, and like, you know, and then of course, like with my mom remarrying and, and having that relationship and then, you know, certain, wow. So like we have a family cabin and, um, we have my dad's boat. Um, so me and my husband have taken care of my dad's boat and then my mom's new husband coming in and, um, wanting to share in those 
areas was mm. very triggering for me, you know, like, yes. no, that's my dad's boat. Who the heck do you think you are? Um, Byron Katie sheets have definitely helped me process through that a lot. Um, and Angela, I, not to interrupt you, but you bring up a really good point. So I just want for the listeners to understand. So Byron Katie worksheet, Byron Katie work is something that we do inside the community to help us process um, some feelings and it really helps us to attain some emotional intelligence and emotional freedom. And so if you don't mind sharing a little bit, Angela, how applying that work has kind of helped you through that. So, so you had obviously some distaste, um, with your, your, your mother's new husband and, and maybe just some, some feelings there and maybe even some feelings of anger with him kind of trespassing, yeah. I guess you can say, and using your father's stuff. And so how did Byron Katie help you kind of process those emotions that you were feeling? Okay. So, um, I, I first kind of journaled out all of the thoughts that were coming into my head. Like, you know, he's trying to replace my dad or, um, you know, he's, he, how, how, how dare he think that he can just take over and just all of those negative kind of thought loops. And then looking at each one individually and being like, okay, but is that actually true? And then of course it was always, no, these are stories I'm creating in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just, so, um, who am I with that thought? Who am I without that thought? And just really looking critically at each piece or each level of those thoughts and going like, no, this isn't actually true. No, he's a wonderful man who has been beautiful to my mom. He is literally the grandfather to my daughters. And I was creating a scenario and even a conversation in my head, um, you know, like, oh, he would probably say this. And then I would, my emotions would, you know, start to cycle from that, you know, fictitious conversation that I've had with him. And, and then I would just spiral and then it would make me even more angry about something that actually I've just created in my head that has actually occurred. And so just really working myself through all of that and then getting to the turnaround where I welcome his help because it's, it's him showing his love for the family and, and releasing that anger and that peace of, you know, this weird territorial thing with my dad, like, but then like even being able to process through that and then, um, you know, shedding that anger and then, okay, so now let's really look at the loss of dad and let's look at, you know, what it was like having to care for him and then starting to journal about all of that and then still discovering a whole other layer of this grief cycle. And like, I know for myself, because it has been such a long time since dad has passed. Um, actually, I don't know. Did I answer your question on the Byron Katie sheet? Yes, you did. Okay. You did. Yes. And I think, I think no, no, no. the point there is, you know, that our thoughts really create a lot of our reality, right? Our creates really generate the emotions that we have and the feelings that we have. 
Um, and then it ends up spiraling because how we feel can drive our thoughts, which then drive the emotions. It just keeps going around and around. And yeah. so Byron, Katie, what that does is it just helps us to challenge our thoughts and to really kind of turn that around and to really allow us to understand, oh, you know, maybe what I've been thinking all this time is not actually real or not actually true. Um, so yeah, no, you did answer that. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for sharing. And you said something too about, um, you know, your, your mother's new husband, that he, he's the grandfather to your daughters. Um, how does that make you feel? where well, your father is not here to fill that void and 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 it's a yeah. great thing that this gentleman is here and like you said he's been beautiful to your mother and i'm sure he's doing the same to your girls um yeah. i'm just using you know my own personal experience for as an example and just uh the feelings i have with my father not being here for my daughter yeah. and so i just kind of wonder how that makes you feel and has that had, had an impact on your journey um, and the emotions and the anger that you carry? Very much so. Um, so I definitely keep my dad, um, his memory and, and him alive with my girls. Um, we have a large picture of him in the living room and we talk about him often. Um, <laughs> when I was a teenager, he gave me a teddy bear and my youngest actually, um, refers to that teddy bear as grandpa so she sleeps with him so That's she gets awesome. to cuddle with grandpa at night um and yeah we just we keep dad's memory alive they know um and and like the the family cabin he built it every nail in that cabin was put in by my dad um when we're around the boat we talk about him often um and I don't shy away from talking about him when I'm around my mom and and her husband um, but in the beginning, so crucial too, right? Yeah. You don't shy um, away from that now. Yeah. Because he was, he was, and is a huge part of my life. He's helped shape who I am. And, um, in the beginning though, it was extremely difficult. It was, and it still is at times, um, because I know he would have been hmm, an amazing grandpa to my girls. Um, but it is hard. It is very hard, but I do my best to talk about him and keep him alive. And then, um, I see how beautiful Lynn is with my girls though. That's my mom's husband's name and how much they adore him. <laughs> they often will run to him before my mom when they come over. Um, and uh, it sounds silly, but even my dog runs to him first. <laughs> and we all know that dogs are beautiful judges of character. That is so true. Yeah, they really so are. So I know, I know in my heart and in my soul that he was, is a genuine and beautiful soul himself, um, which makes it very, very easy. Um, but it was, it was difficult in the beginning. And blending two families especially with adult children um is hard mm. um but again with the Byron Katie sheets and looking at those thoughts popping into my head and you know keeping my dad alive in my girl's memory I have tons of pictures that I bring out we talk about him all the time um that has 
that has really helped you know just and that's such a beautiful thing you know just like you said keeping his memory alive and that's 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 what you can do and um mm -hmm. and you know the fact that your your kids know him even you know they they know who he is and i love i love the teddy bear i think that's so cool i just have to share with you when my father passed away um we took one of his shirts and we had uh, a teddy bear made out of it oh, and um and so when my daughter was born because he passed away i was uh, i was like six or seven months pregnant when he passed away and um so when she was born she she obviously that teddy bear is hers so she also knows that teddy bear is pepe we call him pepe um so i just think that's so beautiful and and likewise we keep the memory alive here I can resonate with you so much from that perspective. And I just love that you're able to recognize and see the beauty um, that, you know, that did you say his name is Lynn? Mm -hmm. yeah. Lynn has to offer um, to your family. And I also want to just commend you, Angela, because, you know, one of the things that you said your therapy session made you realize um, is that, you know, with what with that trauma that happened when you were a child with your father, that you realized that being vulnerable was not good. And so you shied away from being vulnerable um, and really used anger as a mask. And boy, anger is good at doing that, isn't it? But I want to commend you today because you're being so open and vulnerable today and sharing your story and i just think that that is such a beautiful thing there's something so healing with being able to share our stories with others um and so that others can grow from it as well and even just um you know if you can be an inspiration to someone who might need to hear might be able to just pull any little thing out of your story and say i resonate with that and so um, I want to celebrate you today for being vulnerable and opening up. And I thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And yes, I, I definitely resonate with that. If if my vulnerability and, and speaking my truth about my journey with my dad's loss and anger, um, if it can help just one person out there, then it's all worth it for me to share my story. So thank you for, for, you know, inviting me to come in and share my story. Cause yes, absolutely. Um, a couple other things, we have a little bit of time here before we have to part ways. And there is a couple of more things I want to touch on with you. Um, 13 years since your father passed and that therapy session you had was very recent. So would you say that you are just now opening yourself up to being able to process the grief? Would you say it's been a work in progress and the therapy just kind of cracked you open to just maybe you know, advance that processing a little bit more? Can you just kind of talk a little bit about that? Um, well, you know what, honestly, so um, it, it has been a journey. I think that I'm finally getting to um, so this was actually my second session with Carrie. My first one um, dealt with some other issues of abandonment that came up from my childhood. Mm -hmm. But um, like I say, it's so many layers. It's amazing. Um, I have been able to work through some of that grief, um, which honestly, it was only a couple of years ago. So it was a lot of um, not dealing with it for probably a good eight or nine years. And then um, working through the Byron Katie, releasing some of that other 
stuff around um, my mom's new relationship. And I know that's a whole other topic. I won't mention that. But um, this, this last session I had really opened my eyes to um, not only a lot of current, like with my relationship with my kids, my husband, um, oh, it's just, it's a, it's a very, I don't even know really how to answer that question. It's been a continuum since it's been a continual since, process. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm just constantly discovering new layers. Um, but I think I'm finally, like I wrote my dad, I wrote him a letter. So one of the things after the session was um to write him a letter and this is what one of the things Carrie suggested um to to forgive him and to forgive me uh, from what happened when I was a child and which you know I've carried over for so long um and I think just that alone was so utterly therapeutic for me to release that to release the guilt, to release the hurt, to forgive him, to forgive me. And, oh, I sobbed like (laughs) ugly sobbed after I wrote that letter, but it was so cathartic for me to release what I didn't even know I was holding on to, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel, I feel lighter now, when I think of my dad, what's really interesting too, is that memories have started to come back from, the good, childhood? from my childhood. Yeah. Oh, like good. The, the good memories, you know, things that I had completely, I don't know if like blocked or forgotten or whatever you want to call it, but yeah, like I had, um, you know, I've remembered silly things about my dad that I've completely forgot about and and even just, you know, things that me and my dad used to do together. Um, I recently just took up archery again that I used to do as a teenager with my dad and and having, you know, memories of conversations because um, it was just him and me um, have come back, which. That is incredible. I love that. And that's yeah. something else, too. I say storytelling is healing, which it is, um, but writing, writing it out. And and like you said, just ve- very specifically a letter um, you know, with a directed audience and, um, and I, you know, not to get woo woo, but I'm, I'm also spiritual. Like you said, you are, and, um, your father was right there with you when you were writing oh, he that was. letter and he read every single word on that letter. Um, oh my, I, I could have a whole other conversation with you about that. And maybe we can do that for another podcast, but, um, Angela, I would love for my listeners to be able to reach out to you if any part of this conversation resonated with them, or even if they have questions because maybe they're having a hard time processing a grief of their own. So where can people find you? What are you up to? Tell a little bit about yourself and what you've got going on. Um, well, I got a couple of things going on. So where you can find me specifically, um, my personal Facebook page. So it's Angela Patton uh, hyphen Hillman. Um, so it's A N G E L A P A T T O N hyphen H I L L M A N. So that's just on Facebook. Um, it's my personal page where, you know, I post, um, lots of different things. Um, I also have an Instagram account, which is Angela H underscore how good can it get? Um, so those are probably the two easiest places to find me and message me. And we'll have um, all of that in the show notes as well. 
So perfect. Um, oh, what do I have going on? Lots of little things. Um, I love talking about um, hormones and menopause and all of that good juicy stuff and just creating awareness for women about what's going on in their bodies and educating on, you know, how we can ourselves create change and, you know, just fuel that conversation. One of the things that drives me crazy is that we don't talk about our hormones and our cycles and, and we shy away from those conversations. And I, I just, uh, yeah, I would love for it to be just, you know, let's go out for coffee. And oh, by the way, you know, how was your cycle this month? You know, just, yeah, yeah I, 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 I really I've want been... that to be a more regular conversation for women and, yeah. and not something that we shy away from or think that, you know, it's embarrassing to talk about. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah. that's amazing. I love that you're doing that. I've been tapping into some cycle thinking myself and I feel like now that I know more about it, I feel like it's weird not having it be a part of the conversation. <laughs> you know, right. you can understand so much about someone and someone's energy just by knowing what part, what, you know, what phase of their cycle they're in. 100% exactly and and that's that's my mission is to to keep that conversation open and flowing and going um because yeah when you tap into that that energy and that power it's it's amazing what you can um energetically create as a female so um so yeah those are the places that you can find me and kind of what I have going on right now amazing amazing and going off of your Instagram handle just real quick in like 30 seconds, how good can it get? Tell us. Oh, you know, it, it can get absolutely amazing when we start to look at the the beauty of our energy, where we are at energetically and, and letting go of the guilt, letting go of, you know, the, oh, why can't I do this? Or what's wrong with me? Shedding all of that. And really tapping into, you know, your power and your energy and, and how you can create, depending on what phase you're in, in your cycle, that's, that's um, unlocking that it can just, it can become amazing. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you again so much for being here. I really enjoyed today. Awesome. Me too. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Redefining Anger. If this resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode or the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone that you believe may benefit from it also. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit at running.on.grit and follow along my journey. Do you have a story to share? A voice that's aching to be heard? Send me a DM and let's get a conversation going. My information can also be found in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you.